Welcome to DB Tech, the podcast. I am Coach Davis, Aaron Davis. Uh, with me, I'll let him introduce himself who we got today. All right, what's going on? I'm Coach Terrence Robinson. Uh, from down here, I coach at uh, Madison Central High School down here in Mississippi. Originally from Flint, Michigan, where I played at Carmen Ainsworth High School. Then I went on to play at uh, Central Michigan University. And uh, this is my, just finished my 14th year coaching, uh, eight years on the college level. Now these uh, past six been on the high school level, so I'm loving every moment of just finished winning a, my second state championship down here. So, oh, congratulations! I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Okay, what's the difference between the two in terms of how you uh, the difference between coaching at the high school level, coaching at the college level? What's some differences you find in that? I think for me, man, the difference is in the high school level. You teaching the foundations. You teaching that you get back to the grassroots of play. You know, you teaching little things, little fundamental type things. Whereas college. They come until you're already polished. You know what I mean? You just, you just there to make sure everything's going good. And, you know, if you find some little nuances you can add to somebody's game, how you do it. But I think on a high school level, like I said, you, you, you down at the basics. You work with the basics. You teaching them little things that's going to make them better. So when you do see them on the next level, you be like, yeah, I taught them that. Okay. I, I actually got more questions about that. But before I get too deep into that aspect, how'd you – Get your evolution to a college coach, then back to high school. How did that journey go? Like, how did you get into the college ranks? Well, you know, I played at Central Michigan, and then I left. Then I, after I got into coaching right after that, my coaches thought I'd be a great coach. So I got right into coaching up there. Then I got an opportunity to come all the way down here to Alcorn State University. Okay. So I was there for four years, and then I went over to University of Northern Colorado for three years. And then my wife, you know, wanted to come back down south. So we came back here and got to the high school level. Man, it's been it's been excellent. It's been excellent. Okay, okay. Now going back to now I can actually go dive into that high school, college level. What what are I know, like you said, you said some fundamental aspects. How do you um I know college, you know, it's more because you get a lot of time, if not majority of your time with your position. How do you try or how do you set up to get success in a little amount of time that you got on the high school level? versus what you got at that college level? Well, I think, man, the biggest thing, to be honest with you, is being in the South is so different in the high school. You know, I'm being, being up north in Michigan where you don't have spring football, where down South you got you got them all year round. So yeah. you, it never ends. So I got them, you know, even right now, we just got back to school last week. They come in at the fourth block. I got them all for the whole hour and a half I got them. So I get so much time with them and it helps out. And I can get with, start back hey, at the root, especially as a DB, where on a high school level, I'm teaching them how to buzz and bike or T-step. Where when they come to the college level, they already know what they like. You know, some cats like T-step, and you can stick to that. So, but like I said, down on the high school level, you teach them what you want to teach them. Okay, yeah, see. Up here, you know, we only got a short time. There's certain times when you can't get in, and if you want to get into an indoor facility, it's going to cost some bread, you know. And then, right, right. <laughs> only limited amount of spaces that you can get. So once this book, once everything is booked, it's booked, right? right? That's some of the issues that I'm dealing with now. You know, our seven on seven team trying to find the spaces big enough for our whole org, you know, 18U, 16U and all down. Um, but going back positional place. So like when we, we were at the college level and recruiting, what were some of the things, like you said, I know you said now, some of the things that you're teaching at the high school level, that's fundamentals when you see it, you know, flower out in the college, be like, yeah, I taught them that. What were some qualities uh, that you looked for in DBs? Like, what is what are some essential necessities that a, a, a young DB looking to get into, the, you know, looking to get recruited? What are some necessities, some qualities that he must have? You know, biggest thing you look at the hips, what kind of hips he got. Can he flip his hips? 
both ways. That's the biggest thing. You know, I, I, me personally, height, I look at heart more than height. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just big on that, man, because I know I was not that tall. So I was a technician. So if I'm very good with my technique, I was a craft, you know, make sure my little things were right. It don't matter how tall I was, I could still compete against somebody else because I got that technique down. So then on the college level, like I said, you're looking kind of hips he got. Can he flip from hips? What kind of footwork he got? You know, can he press? Can he play off? Play different coverages? So you look at those different things, and then me being on the college level, I got to be on both sides of the ball. So I got to see. I know what this receiver's doing. Can he read this receiver? So you look at those different type of things when you're looking for uh, when you're recruiting. Okay. Yeah. See. Uh, now, is this a this this may um, may be a dumb question? All right. Do you recruit? I mean, I know there are some tangibles that are different between the position, but when you're looking at just ball player DBs, are you looking at your corners differently than you're looking at how your safeties play? Are you I think so. I mean, both of them. You're looking at both of them to be ball hawks. You know, go mm-hmm. after that ball, attack the ball in the air instead of waiting to come down. But some of them, you know, a safety. You want to? Can he hit real good? Can he come right. down? Can he feel that hole? Whereas a corner. You know, some corners want to be finesse, want to discover, but you still got to come across to the edge. You know, right. when you got a corner bits home, you still got to make sure make that play. So you would look at both, but they, they both, I look at both of them different though. Okay. So how you feel about Diggs? Trevon Diggs. So like, Man. I know that's, that's a, how you feel he's about him. He's a baller. Him. He's a baller, he's a baller. dog. He, he's a, he got that cockiness. He got that confidence. It ain't really cockiness, but it's a confidence that you got to have. That's swagger, mm-hmm. as we say, at DB. And right. so I mean, he he's been having an unbelievable season. It's awesome to see that. Mm-hmm. I know it's, a, it's it's a big argument. I asked that because I know it's a big argument about him. Like, yeah, the turnover aspect, and then at the same time, you know, he he get a lot of yards hit on him. So like, yeah. quarterbacks aren't afraid to throw to him, but at the same time, he make him pay for it. So when you're looking yeah. at that, do you take a a lockdown guy or a turnover guy if you had to choose between the two? Oh wait. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I think lockdown, I think, I would say, I mean, you want, you're going to have your, I mean, like I tell my corners, you have, you, I said, find me a corner that's never had a ball caught on them in the NFL. I promise you won't. You know, that's what, you're going to have a ball caught, caught on you. But they, them quarterbacks know when they throw it towards digs, it's a chance you might pick it off, you know, so it's a really big chance. So, you know, that's big for me. And then for me, it stems from, like I said, playing on both sides of the ball. I mean, coaching both sides of the ball. And then my whole family, you know, we're all, you know, DBs in our whole family. So my mm-hmm. cousin being in the NFL for 14 years and, you know, us coming up that upbringing of watching film, understanding film, how to, you know, how to attack somebody, reading mm-hmm. the receivers releases, reading when they going to break. So those mm-hmm. type of things right there are very, very essential. Okay, like you said, watching film, that's one of the big things, like at the high school level that like I coach at, um, making them understand like film is a necessity. You have to watch film. You have to, you have to focus on film just as much as you focus on footwork and everyday drills. And, you know, mm-hmm. it was a challenge with the guys that really want to buy in that's looking to be, you know, perform at a certain level they buy in, but for everybody else, how do you get your DBs to understand like the success that film study can get you? I think, man, I, I tell myself stories. I think for me, that was probably one of the only regrets I've ever had not watching that film when I was playing, you know, because mm-hmm. that set you apart. I mean, I did not show them having those different clips to show them that, man, this can set you apart from anybody else. The more film you watch, because it's going to tell you when this dude going to break, you can tell by alignment, though, you know, those little things right there, man, little nuances, as they say, will help you out, especially as, as a corner that's not as good as this other guy that's ahead of me. I, the more film I watch, I can get ahead of this guy because of my knowledge. 
And I, I know, like you said, you've mentioned it before, like you're a heart of a height guy, but how do you encourage those shorter DBs to, you know, I mean, they, they got to play their ball at the end of the day. They got to do what they're good at. But how do you encourage them with a lot of these coaches out here? Like I see it on Twitter all the time, you know, coaches, I'm looking for DBs, but if he under six foot, you know what I'm saying? I can't take him. If he's under six one, I can't take him. But then it's just like, you see these six one, six two guys and they get cooked out there. They get so... How you feel about that, or how do you encourage your players to be like, no, you it's still, it's still still opportunities out there for you? I say, man, number one, look at uh, look at the honey badger. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, look at him. You know, man, that's a prime example right there. Look at him. He's how tall is he? Well, five, eight, five, nine. You yeah, know what I mean? He's exactly. not that big at all. So you look at them, and then as long as you can play through the hands, you know that, that's key. Can can you play through those hands and teach them those things of playing through that bread basket? And so those little things like that can help them out. But then, you know, tell it, if this coach don't want to recruit him because he, his height, you know, hey, go somewhere where you want it. You exactly. know, go somewhere you want <laughs> or you need it, you know. So, hey, go somewhere to play because, you know, my cousin went to a D2 school and made it, made it, got drafted. So they're going to mm-hmm. find you. And then after coaching in a SWAC and seeing what Dion doing at Jackson State, seeing what all these SWAC schools are doing now, yeah. man, they, if they want you, they're going to find you. Hands down. That's what I tell them. Don't worry about the publicity. Don't worry about goal. What's going to be the best fit for you? Because I, you know, ideal, not even ideally, but the goal is to use football to pay for your education, and anything that comes up to that is just extra. You know, right? Um, but like going, yes, they say use football because it's going to use you. You know what I mean? Especially hundred percent, hundred percent. And it's like yep. I tell my guys, like going back, like with the height, and then just skill wise, I'm like. They all, everybody want to be Jalen Ramsey. Everybody, everybody's not built like Jalen Ramsey. Everybody don't have the length that Jalen Ramsey has. I tell my guys, like, if they shorter, I tell them about Brent Grimes. You know, the young generation, they don't really know yeah. about Brent Grimes. They don't know. I say, go watch, go watch Slater. Go watch Darrell Reeves. Like, Slater right now, I feel like, well, maybe not this year, but it's one of the most aggressive. And no matter what, he's scrappy. He's going to fight through everything. Right. right. And then Darrell Reeves, it was, I tell them, watch Darrell Reeves. Watch Patrick Peterson. Like, it was nothing phenomenal stand out of bottom, but they're the most technical sound. Yeah. They do everything patient. Yes. So, that, yes. so like you got anything to touch on with that? Like in terms of man, I, you hit that on the head, man. I, and that's the truth because these kids, they want us, they see, they see what they see on TV. You know what I mean? But it's mm-hmm. so many DB that came before these guys right now, the older generation, they can understand like, man, this dude right here, Revis, Revis Island. They don't know about, about that. You know, they talking about seatbelt, and I'm like, no, nobody knew about. Yeah, Revis Island out there. Man. You know, when Dion lined up against somebody, he gonna come out there with that swagger. Come at me, throw it my mm-hmm. way. You know, Charles Woodson back in the day, those cats like mm-hmm. that, man. Then you, you know, you look at safeties, man. Jason Seahorn, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, Ed Reed, them cats right there, man. They yeah. come down and stroking, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing, too, making sure you can relate positionally, not just being the greatest corner but or, or the greatest corner you can be, but understanding how your safety relate to it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of them guys like, you know, like, like Woodson, you know, Chan Bailey, you know, being able to go from yes. one position to another for longevity. And yep. I feel like I feel like the knowledge of the game is I'm not going to say it's. The, the ones that do understand the game or that's one one to read in between the lines, those are the ones that's advancing much farther and standing out. Cause I feel like the knowledge of like the kids, and I don't even think kids is playing Madden no more. Like at first it was don't play Madden, Madden ain't everything. Don't learn from Madden. And then it was all right, everybody playing video games. So look at Madden. And then I got kids now that they say Madden is boring, but you're a football player. Right. 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 Like I like we like I tell them, man, knowledge eliminates fear. 
as a DB, knowledge mm-hmm. eliminates fear. The more you know, the more I know what everybody else is doing on the field, the easier it is for me. I ain't got to think as much. Especially so when you're on the mm-hmm. island out there, you don't want to do no thinking. You want to just play. So the mm-hmm. more I know, if I get the call and I get the signal in, I know I got my wheel linebacker blitzing. This house, you know, if he do a slant, I got to cover that because my wheel linebacker's gone. So I think, mm-hmm. man, the more you know, the easier it is, the faster you can play. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that. I'm, I'm going to use that one. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but uh, all right. So another question. Are you, I know it depends on situationally, but you are, are you a, uh, at corner position, are you more of a inch back guy or a, you know, that first lateral step? Because I know some prefer one over the other. I'm probably more, you know, one hand jam, that first lateral, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Reading everything at a 45 degree angle. I want okay. to disrupt that receiver, especially if the receiver, and the reading his release, what kind of releases he do? You know, it's all about what kind of releases that receiver would do. It's about to go back to studying that receiver. You know, how does mm-hmm. he get off to come off the ball? Is he a step back? So you see, so you can jam and he swipe you by, you know, is he a rip, you know, swim type of receiver? I think it all goes down and playing off of that each receiver each week. So I like to teach my guys different techniques just so they can have those tools in their toolbox. All spring and all summer, we load that toolbox up. So when the mm-hmm. season start, okay, we know what we need to pull out for each receiver each week. So teach them everything to let them, you know, grow from it as well. And that's going to make them that much better of a player as well. But I think it all depends on what type of receiver you got, what type of what kind of move you're going to use against them. Okay. All right. Well, that was majority. But in terms of just some quick little fun questions for you, all right, if you had to go, go if you had to go start in secondary, you had to draft your all-time starting secondary. Any playing current, past, whenever. You get running four, two, five. So you get five. I got five of them out there. Yeah, who you going with and where? Oh, wait. You know we got to go with Dion. Got to go with prime <laughs> time on one side. Rebus on the other. Charles Wilson, that's three. Air Reed in the middle. I want him right dab in the middle because if he got to come down, he can come down and go and I still good on the back end. And then on my other safety, oh, we, that's a tough one. Champ went back there a lot. He went back there a little bit. I have to roll with him back there if I need to go back there. So I think we should be good. We should be solid all around. We got to go, you know, coming downhill or whatever. I think we solid. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. So starting five, what is, what are some, if you had to choose your, I would say, let's say three, three everyday drills that could help, you know, other DB coaches or trainers or just um, DBs working out on their stuff. What are three everyday drills that you feel like could help advance someone's game? Flipping hips, pedal flipping hips. I think that's mm-hmm. that's, that can help somebody that, you know, you got, especially you got some stiff guy, you might have some guys that's stiff. Flipping them hips, the more, the more they can flip those hips, you know, the more fluid they can be. Um, you know, I always I like to do 45 degree night, you know, those type of things, but I like to combine it. So they're doing 45, 45 at the same time. You know, back pedal, breaking the 45, back pedal again, break the other 45. So you're getting both ways at the same time. Um, the one I, I love the most, I've been doing a lot this year is um 90 with a flip back. So make sure they're getting their flip, they feet around quick. See if they can get the get that, throw that elbow around, get the feet around. So you spin it back towards you. So I think that's huge. Um, you know, I got to spend being down here. I got to go towards to Jackson State's practices a lot, man. So I got to see what Deion, what Prime is doing over there. And I got a couple guys to play for them as well. So 
I got to add, you know, see, like, you know, watch their drills. They do a ball drill after every drill they do. So say they do their breaks, then they're going to do a ball drill. Then they're going to do flip hips. Then they're going to do a ball drill. So, you know, they, everybody say, you play DB because you can't catch. So they do a ball drill, incorporate a ball drill after every drill that they do. And so I picked that up and I did it this year. Man, we had 16 interceptions this past season. Oh, okay. So that, that was huge. That's some little nuances I picked up from somebody else, man, that passed along. Like the ball drills help out a lot, man. The more they them cats see a ball, catch mm-hmm. the ball, you know, and um, pregame, I do a lot of ball with a lot of things with tennis balls. Mm-hmm. Bring my guys out early on game, they do ball, throwing the ball up, well, tennis balls up to them, you know, just so they can see the hand eye coordination. I think that's huge. He's for DBs. Okay. Okay. And that last question top one guy to start your franchise with, top DB guy in the league right now. It's gotta be Trayvon Diggs. Gotta go with him right now. <laughs> okay. Better okay. start with him. You better okay. start with him. I think man, man. you know um, uh Vernon Hargrave has been, you know, he's been up and down. You know, he's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you better start with Trayvon Diggs. You want to start one right now. Okay, okay. I like that. Smart man. All right, well, you wanna uh, thank you, thank everybody for listening to the DB Tech podcast. Uh, you wanna let them know where they can reach you. I mean, reach you out or follow you on any pl- platforms. Uh, my Facebook page is Terrence Robinson. My thing, my my Twitter is Coach T Rob thirty six, and then I said same 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 for my uh, Instagram, Coach T Rob thirty six. So anything, I'm here to help out anybody else because somebody helped me out, so I'm here to help out anybody else. All right, appreciate you coming by, Coach. I appreciate it a lot, man. Everybody else, you can reach us at uh, DB Tech on Instagram, uh, on Twitter. I, my name is DB Coach Davis, and that's 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 it. Appreciate it. Oh, uh, no doubt, man. Appreciate you. All right. All right.